Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back. Another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry talking about the great world of movies, the movies that are out today, the movies that are streaming, and movies of yesterday. Oscar nominations came out this past week. Chuck and I will go through them and take a, a little different kind of spin on who we want to win uh, this coming year. And, uh, boy, I, it, the, the real interesting thing is that they were nominees came out, and I, I didn't even realize. It wasn't even on my radar, and I think that's just a testament to where we are now. Uh, Marry Me comes out this weekend on Peacock as well as well as uh, Death on a Nile and a couple other films. We'll talk about those and so much to get to uh, as far as movie news and a couple of big time trailers came out this week. Chuck and I need to talk about as well. Chuck Curry, we bring him in right now. Chuck, you know, it really was weird when you texted me about nominees and I remember getting up and being up. And watching it on NBC, the Today Show, I had to watch it. Boy, oh boy, that Tuesday morning when the, the releases were and and the nominees were made. I mean, I remember getting up when I didn't have to get up to watch it, and I couldn't set your alarm clock, right? He did. I mean, it's uh, me and, too. I it, it's not this year. No, I mean, I I you when you texted me, I was like, oh, was that today? I didn't even realize it, and it and then I didn't even jump online to see who was nominated until a couple hours later because I was busy doing something. I mean, I think it's just. It's just a testament to where we are as far as uh, movies on top of our radar right now. What do you think that means? I don't know. I I really and I've been talking about the last couple of years with you, especially post COVID, Mm -hmm. the time of award ceremonies and patting each other on the back. I'm just not into it anymore. Not, I'm not saying let me let me any industry, not just let me ask. Let me ask a question about entertainment as a whole. The NFL this year is up in viewership. Yeah. Sizably. Yeah. Right. I mean, the playoff games were attracting like 50 million plus viewers. Yeah. Tomorrow's a Super lot of Bowl is going to be crazy. It's going to be right? crazy how many viewers are going to have for the Super Bowl tomorrow. It's going to be nice. Last year was the last year was an off year, like 92 million. It's going to be well over 100 million. I would agree. I, I, would I wouldn't be surprised, so. even though it's the Bengals. But, you, you know, it doesn't matter what the story is. The Super Bowl. They'll, they'll, there's a good story there. Joe Burrow, so on and so forth. Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to do really well. Yeah, I think it's going to do really well. But here's the question. So the question is, why is the NFL up so much? The interest in in the not not that I mean we we know people went to see Spider Man No Way Home, but let's be honest, everything around it is still problematic, and and you could tell the Oscars nobody care nobody cares. No, they don't, and I don't think Hollywood's reading the room either and understanding that nobody. What do cares. they need to do? I, I don't know. I think here's part of the problem. We've been through so much the last two years and the Mm -hmm. privilege that it seems. Here's how I read it. The privilege that seems to be in Hollywood telling everybody, put your mask on, sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. When in reality, they don't need to sacrifice anything. I think that's hit middle America the wrong way. And and none of these ceremonies really matter anymore. You can't tell me to sacrifice when in reality you're sitting in some malibu you know house on the beach and you can yeah. afford to to be off of work and sit at home for weeks well, that's weeks the thing i weeks. mean that's the argument with you know dr fauci makes i think he makes like eight hundred thousand a year i mean it's easy to say stay home right don't go out you know and and people got to put bread on the table the average person 
I it's think like that, they're conflicted. Like, okay, I know this is virus. I, I guess yeah, I take it seriously, but I got to eat. I got a kid. Right? Yeah, I got to live. <laughs> I have to live. I have no choice. There really isn't much of a choice. The last thing I want to you know? see is millionaires patting themselves on the back because they made a movie. I mean, big deal. But, I, but let I, me just go. Let me just go over something. It's pretty obvious what they've done is they have set up the industry just like Ben Affleck said in that written interview. People are now conditioned. They'll only go to the movies in mass if it's a massive spectacle movie. Right. Like even a movie. I don't know the numbers. I haven't looked. But Marry Me. There right. always was a Valentine's Day weekend movie that did nice, did 20, 25 million. Where is that genre? Where has it gone? Nope. I, I'm going to I'm going to predict that the number for Marry Me is not going to be good. Well, not when it goes straight to Peacock, good. too. It's on Peacock. I watched it today on Peacock. I saw it. But, I think. But here. But here's the thing. They have conditioned the human mind, the average moviegoer, to not get excited for anything that's not a two hundred million dollar plus massive popcorn movie. No, and, and they've killed. They, they, they have. They have. They have basically set the parameter of we're going to produce this product and it's going to play. We want this to stream, and that's it. Too bad, theater owner. Well, you got. Okay, the we're going to give you. We're going to give you this massive popcorn movie. But is there going to be enough of those movies? Well, I don't the problem. Think so. The problem is. Death on an Island and the new Liam Neeson movie comes out as well. Right. So these are not movies that are going to like you're saying, they're not going to get people to go to the theaters. No, definitely. okay, but the Liam Neeson movie, that ain't going to do nothing. No, but how did they even get that in theaters? I don't know. But Jackass forever did well. I mean, but not like the other Jackass movies, but it did do well. Twenty three million. We'll take they'll take twenty three million. And then Moonfall. Took a fall. I mean, it, it's just, we not we're not surprised at all by that. I mean, no. he's murdered that genre. Uh, and and the question, like, here, it'll here's do a good some business overseas, though. China, it'll do yeah, business there. No, but here's the thing: a movie like Dog, it's going to come out next week with Uncharted. These are two movies that have pretty big names attached to it. Dog Uncharted is getting a, really bad advance, really bad. Which is Dog or Uncharted? Uncharted. And and it's got two pretty big stars. One of them is Spider Man. A yeah. bad buzz and a February release is not and it's too cold for people to be going out to the theaters. That's another you know, thing. Tom, Tom Holland's an interesting talent. I just I don't think anybody's going to care about a Tom Holland movie unless he's playing Peter Parker. What I think. Yeah, I Am agree. I but I think that's why they cast Mark Wahlberg, hoping yeah, that I get it's it. going to dra- draw some people out. I, I mean, it might have a decent opening weekend, but, you know, b- bad reviews do matter. RottenTomatoes.com, especially now. Now it's a powerful entity. Yeah, especially people, now. I think people, it's more powerful now. now. People listen, it, unless they unless they get their bang for their buck and, and have a free pre expectation that they're going to get that. If they know the reviews are horrid, they're not people are not getting in their cars, turning the ignition on, driving down to the theater and, and spending two hours with that, those popcorn prices anymore. But back in it's the really day, changing. back in the day, a, a movie like Dog could get good word of mouth and get upwards to 50 to 75 million dollars domestic. It's never going to happen now. I mean, it's just not. I mean, is it? And it's a shame because it seems like a good family movie that so some people might go see. And then you're going to get your next benchmark, and that's IMAX De- Batman, right? The Batman movie is the next one, and then we're not going to see another thing until summer comes along. So it, it unfortunately, now, it's bat, the, uh, the, the Batman. You know, it's interesting. I was going through YouTube, and I, I saw this really cool. Uh, they had an interview, sit down interview with I don't know who it, wh- what the entity was. I was not familiar with the reporter, 
but she was interviewing Robert Pattinson, Paul Dano, um, Zoe Kravitz, and uh, what's this, the actor who plays Commissioner Gordon in this movie? Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. And it was like a half hour interview and Robert Pattinson was really, always really good. Um, so Warner Brothers, you know, they got a deal. They got a deal with Little Caesars, which is a little weird because it's a dark Batman movie, but <laughs> it's tracking at around 130 to 150 million dollar opening weekend. That's a really good opening for a dark Batman movie. So, again, you know, there are cer- certain movies that cross, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's, you know, big budget that are going to get people into the into movie theaters. But. A lot of stuff is is not. Well, and, and it's almost like a new movie with a new entity and new cast and new storyline. It almost has to be a, a miracle movie for people. Don't to, you think to in a lot it. of ways this summer is really going to tell a tale? Yeah, it will. It is. It, it will. This is going to be this is going to be the barometer summer. Are you going to see people in mass go to the multiplexes consistently, consistently? Chuck, I want the movie that comes out. That's new, fresh, that doesn't have a, 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 a franchise attached to it that breaks through. I mean, Free Guy came close and then Omicron hit. But I want that new movie with brand new script that doesn't have. Where is that film? Um, and that's going to be the real test. Are we going to get a film like that in theaters that everybody's got to see in a theater? It's brand new, uh, new, you know, new stars in it. I, I don't know. I. You know, you got the Sonics, the Hedgehogs, you got the new Fantastic Beasts, you got the sequels. You want to talk about the Jurassic Park Dominion trailer? I do, but I, I that's another thing, too. I mean, that'll be huge. Problem is, I, I just don't know if this summer is going to give us that new breakthrough movie that everybody's got to go see that isn't a franchise movie. Before we get to that, I did watch Marry Me on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um, It's lightweight drivel. I mean, it's it's typical romantic comedy of. There's no way in hell a movie, a, a, a romance like this could ever bud and happen. And then we're supposed to fall in love with these two characters. I mean, it's drivel. It really is. But I will say this. When you attach the star power of J-Lo, Owen Wilson, and even Sarah Silverman to something lightweight like this, there's something to be said that you're going to get through two hours of this and at least be entertained. Because I'm going to ask do, a silly question. Do bring who's, some magic who's the other, to the movie. Who's the other guy with one name who's getting top billing? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who who's that, that is. The kid yeah. from the guy from Moonfalls in it, too. He leads. Oh, yeah. He lends some comic relief to it. Look, by no means is this earth shattering. I did find it interesting that yeah. I saw the campaign marketing campaign is Je- Jennifer Lopez. It's it's the return of romantic comedy to the romantic comedy queen. Do you consider her? As no, as that, I mean, I they tried to market it as like she's she's back to her roots. I mean, did she did she morph into Meg Ryan or Julia I, or, Roberts? Or Julia Roberts? I, yeah. I I just don't I don't picture her that way. No, she had I don't a couple see of, that. She had a couple made Manhattan. Those movies did okay. Yeah, they did okay. Um, but I would never consider her to be the the. the she queen never had a the, home run star pairing. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Uh, but there is some chemistry between the two of them. I mean, it's nice Good. to see Owen Wilson in a comedy. I just I just wish they were all in a better movie with a better script. Uh, and it just what's the running time on it. It's almost two hours. It's an is hour it really? and 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, okay. Again, I it, it's OK. Is there a couple of good songs in it? Do she sings? Uh, but again, it, this movie might have made big time money, but it won't because can, I, I, I pay. Can I, 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 can I speak about something? I saw part of my it's part of my Xfinity. So I watched it for free. 
You know, I finally got a chance on HBO Max to watch Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. By the way, you can find my review of Nobody about five months ago when I saw it. So go ahead, Chuck. Tell us about when. Now, now Nobody's one of those movies. It was one of those movies that came out. One of the first movies to come out in theaters post COVID. Yep. And it did all right. Okay. Like, I think it did like 25 million. Yep. They got like a $6 million, $7 million opening weekend. I didn't see it in the theater. So I watched it. I got to tell you. I, I, I dug the heck out of this film. Yeah, it's I, really I good. liked it tremendously. Yeah, the, the, the director. Great, great use of music in that movie. And he is awesome in that movie. It, like it's a good script. Yep. It sets up a franchise if they want it to be franchised. Right. It's well done. The production values look good. He's super good. The villain is is awesome. Yep. And the last half hour, I don't want to give it away, but Christopher Lloyd's character is pretty awesome in that movie. Yeah, he is. I don't like there's one, se- there's one sequence when he's in the nursing home in the chair and yeah. you think, oh boy, and then he turns the tables. That is so damn well done and entertaining. Yeah, and the team. I, I, like I, I said to myself, like if I compared it, you know, to the, um, like the revenge, like if I compared it to a movie like Taken, I know it's <laughs> a little different, but I gotta tell you, it's I good. hope it gets discovered like on a big scale, you know, d- down the road. I-, I was really impressed. I thought it was so well directed Yeah, for that genre. I thought it was for that genre. That movie is about as well directed as that genre gets. It was really good and well acted, too. I mean, he's very, very well. acted, yeah. And the bus scene is fantastic. Um, the bus it, scene is. But but it, but as it goes on, it, it becomes more fascinating. Yeah. And more interesting. And he becomes you start to understand who this person is yeah. because it doesn't really give it away in the beginning. It like, like plays itself out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it has, it ends on a really cool one liner at the end. Does it have a basement? The wife says, so I, I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you're giving up any spoilers here, Chuck, because they, a lot of people have seen this movie. Oh, already. I understand. And so I'm just, I, but it, the, here's the fun. beauty of it's very streaming, fun. The beauty of streaming services is, is is this not now you're stuck in the in the conventional ways? People discover something every day. Of course, yeah, right, yeah. So old is new. Here's a deal I'll have for you. You could be considered Mister New. I'll be considered Mister Old. I not guess. in not in age, but in just what I bring to the table. Because I, I I don't think the conventional okay, what is new, and let's talk about what's new. It holds the interest of people. I mean, nobody cares about the Oscars. Nobody. I hate saying that. I mean, I do to a point. I, I once listen. If Hollywood was smart, they would embrace West Side Story, give it Best Picture, give it, give, uh, give, give uh, the role of Anita Best Supporting Actress. Why? Because that's Gilbert. the one you saw. No, because I think it's a great movie. Right, but that's the one you saw. That is one of the ones I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. somebody might say the same thing about Dune because that's the one they saw. Tons of people saw I've, Dune. I, I've seen I've seen uh, mo- most of Dune. It's OK. Right. Right. It's OK. It's nothing great. But it, the Didn't point is, is that y- it's hard to form opinions on these movies being good, bad or no, no, no. My point, I'm, to- I'm not you're you're, about you're behind West Side Story because you loved it and you saw. No, it. no, no. Relax. Um, what I'm saying is from relaunching an interest in movies, Hollywood, I think from a marketing point of view, and, and let's be honest, the honest, the Oscars for a lot of times have been it's been either uh, uh, 
a political stance. Oh, it is. It's terrible. Right. It's going to be again or, too. It will or be an again. agenda. If they want to, if they want a positive agenda, West Side Story. I'm not talking about quality. You could debate what's good, bad, or indifferent. From a from an agenda point of view, if you want to, if you want to get people interested in what movies should be about, West Side Story is a good one to embrace. That's, well, that's, not my, only that's that, what I'm saying. Not only that, but just yeah. nominate Spider Man. I mean, if you really want people interested in the Oscars, just nominate. You got 10 no, no you, Oscar you, nominations. You could you could have did it. And it, it, it's 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 definitely one of the 10 best movies of the year. Most people would went to the theaters to see it. I get it. If, if, if you really just nominate the damn thing, it's better than Coda. I saw. So Coda. why do you think so? OK, why do you think they didn't? I don't know, because they don't feel I think they, they don't just, even understand their own industry. I don't think like they their, do. their, their, their industry is like, you know, there's parts, not all there's parts of the industry, uh, specifically, you know, the theater end that that is underwater with a no, with a straw in their nostril trying to breathe. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like you don't you don't that doesn't bother the industry. I don't, like, do they I don't really get want it, to Chuck. just make movies for streaming services. Is that really what they want? Well, I saw the power of the dog, Nightmare Alley, King Richard, Dune, Don't Look Up and Coda all on my streaming. Oh, none of them in the theaters. None in Dakota. Code is OK. It's good. It's Just good. OK. It's, a, it's it's no, it's pretty good. It's not mm-hmm. best picture of the year. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a lot like uh, that movie about the deaf um, a couple of years ago that I really enjoyed uh, with the uh, I can't remember the name. It was pretty. I saw it on Amazon. I mean, it's, I'm going to I'm going to bring up some stats. Give me your opinion. OK. These are streaming stats. Disney announced in a quarterly uh, quarterly announcement that um, they now have one hundred and thirty million uh Global subscribers, 43 million in the U.S. They had 11.8 million subscribers new this quarter up from 2 million the quarter before. So they went from 2 million to 11.8. That's a huge increase. You, yeah. that's, that's really huge. Okay. Yeah. Netflix, this is globally. Netflix has 222 million globally. HBO Max, 74 million. Peacock, 54 million. Hulu, 44 million. Apple TV, 20 million. This is a lot of people watching streaming, Mike. Yeah, they're the new networks, Chuck. That's what it is. They're the new networks. I, you know, I not only does AMC and, and movie theaters got to worry, but ABC, NBC, CBS. Those, those the only difference is ABC. ABC they own. Owns they own. It. They're all yeah, they in do. bed with each other and they know they that you can't you, you can't you can't produce uh, budget wise network TV show. Unless you have a streaming outlet to Absolutely. bounce it off the next day, right? Absolutely. But at the, the point, the point is, is that the quality is is in the the streaming uh, binging. It is it, the people want to go. They want to watch Ozark when they want to watch it. They want to watch these these shows when they want to watch it. So network television and is good. And I like that. I, listen, I have a lot of stuff. Stuff I like. I yeah. like a lot. Okay. I just and I've said this repeatedly. I don't want to see the theatrical experience dissipate to the it's level not, of where nobody cares. It's not because here's why it's not. Go ahead. Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Trailer streaming. It's going to be a part of the Super Bowl, I would imagine, as well. I'm sure it's got a ton of hits because it's a perfect trailer. Now, what ba- do you think? Of, again, again, the Batman will open March 4th. Yeah. And then 45 days later, it'll be on HBO Max. Yeah. Is Jurassic World is not going to get concerning? that. Is that concerning? No, is that concerning? No, I don't think so, because it's going to pull in a good number. Like you said, I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. I think the concerning part is it's the Batman and March 4th. And then June 10th is 
Jurassic World, and then there'll be something that you know, you know the spacing of big tentpole pictures yeah. are going to be too far apart. I agree. Um, but let's get to that trailer because it is done very well. It assembles all the casts together and a couple of new characters. It looks like this looks like a heck of a lot of fun. The beats of the trailer is really, really, really done well. And to see the uh, the Alan Grants and uh, and uh, Jeff Goldblum's and, and Sam Neill's. And I mean, it's just fun to see them side by side with the new characters. What's what I found interesting about the trailers, they're wrapping it up. They're not pulling any. This is the end of the trilogy of world or uh, so if they're going to do another film after this it's going to be a whole new cast yeah it will be and it's the way it should be anyway a trilogy's enough it is it the is the same character like i mean chris pratt da- da- dallas bright do you need to see him in four and five of these things probably not but we brought back the others right so maybe now what be- did it when you you watch the minute the trailer was uh two minutes and almost 30 seconds you watch a trailer initial like what do you feel i felt adrenaline i can't wait Me to do. see it Me yeah too. i got I chills at the end I, I, I thought when I when Sam Neill's Dr. Alan Grant pops up, I was like, and the way they the way he was using the trailer was yeah, it was and, and it, it pays a lot of fan service. There's a scene, there's two sequences in the trailer. One when uh, that you brought up, right? When, when Chris Pratt and Sam Neill same the same same line, right? Which yeah, is what? It's perfect, perfect. What's the line? Uh, uh, don't move. Don't move, right? Yeah. Okay. And then there's a scene where Laura Dern takes off her glasses in. In amazement, the same thing yeah. Sam Neill did in the original Jurassic Park. What do you think of this fan service homage stuff? I think it's perfect. And then uh, and then Jeff Goldblum's line at the end too: bigger. They always got to go bigger. I mean, that, yeah, that is perfect. Ian Malcolm. I, I I think the the I think the movie's going to play out a lot like the trailer does too, is where all the characters won't assemble until the last you know probably reel of the film, and then they'll do all the action together. I think you know. It's it to me. It's it's the one movie this year I can't wait to see. Do you think they're gonna have uh in this script almost like a metaphor of like the way we have to learn to live with COVID, like in this movie? You're just gonna it's have like, to learn to live with dinosaurs, right? Like, do you think this gonna be like a like a message? It's like okay, now the the cat's sort of out of the how are they gonna eradicate all these dinosaurs? Because now they're under the water, they fly. How could you have to? How could you have air travel? I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I think they're trying to capture a very big scope. Yeah, and I'm glad they are. This is the way it should be. This is what we always wanted from after Jurassic Park, is to have these animals run amok. What Um, did you think? Okay, in the first two Jurassic World movies, mm -hmm. now we see yeah years a few years after the fact. Give me your well, I just rewatched World last weekend with my daughter mm-hmm. and we loved it. I think it's yeah, I love it, too. It's near perfect. It, it's yeah, as, I like it a lot. It is the first one. I agree. Um, and and it's done real well. And the, the payoffs at the end with Blue and the T-Rex and and the, they had a good villain uh, uh, dinosaur is really good. I thought the second one, they scaled it back way too much. It's more of a yeah. haunted house movie than a, than it's an action. Well done, movie. though. It, it's it is. very well done, but it, it, the scale is scaled back small, so much. Too small. Why do you think I, they did that? I think it's because this one's going to be so big and the scope's going to be so huge. I think they were just looking at the overall arc of all three movies. I think that's probably why it does have it, its it, moments. It basically, is, it, it basically is a haunted house movie with it dinosaurs. Is, it is. It's always, I, if somebody pitched, if I was running Universal, right, and I was after Jurassic World. If I was pitched that concept, I would be perplexed. Yeah, I would have been a it little. It is well done, though. It is like it is well done as a standalone movie. It's very good. It's just not where I would have taken the. Yeah, the I, 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 opinion. My opinion would be the same thought. 
And I do. I am intrigued by the cat, by the character they did introduce in that movie, though, the clone daughter. I thought that was a good twist to the storyline. And I wonder where they'll take that next time out. So uh, and she'll be in the next movie as well. Uh, Yeah, I'm really excited to see it. And I don't know. Did you see the Adam Project trailer? Because that's really good, too. No, tell me about it. That's a Netflix movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds. It looks like E.T. meets the last Starfighter. It looks really I mean, it's a Netflix movie, but it's got a lot of money behind it. It's a hell of a trailer, Chuck. Go check it out. Um, And he's got a tremendous amount of star power to it as well. Um, The kid looks like he's going to be a star, too. I I, I'm really my daughter and I just watched a trailer and it's it's coming out in a couple of weeks on uh, March, I think, 11th on Netflix. But it's called The Adam Project, and it looks like a real good action family movie that uh, that everybody can see. Uh, And Mark Ruffalo's in it as well. Um, it's got a real good cast. Uh, Jennifer Garner, um, who, who's uh, who's getting another a good role for her. So go check it out. It's called The Adam Project. I mean, there is stuff out there that gets me excited. I mean, Ozark last season is unbelievable too, Chuck. It's not like there's not good product all over the place. Um, it's just that when you look, you look at the product you can watch on a daily basis. And then you look at the Oscar nominations, which we'll get to later on. It's like, I mean. It, it never used to be where movies were just eh, and TVs like and streaming service. These are the things I mean, it used yeah, to be, know. you know, it's just weird. I get more excited about uh, Ozark season four, part two, than I do about being the Ricardos. I'm sorry. I just do. I, not that th- there isn't a place for it and it was entertaining. It was. It's just that it didn't, never used to be like that, where movies were second banana. And that I think that's ultimately what we're talking about here when we we have the discussion about where movies are now. Movies are second banana. And what were you, what were you in, in hindsight and retrospect? I guess I'd go back in shows like The Wire and, and The Sopranos really launched and, what we uh, see now, right? Well, and uh, the the uh, The Walking Dead, I would say. Well, well, House of Cards was huge. For House Netflix, of Cards, the right? uh, Breaking Breaking Bad breaking was huge, Bad, of course. Yeah, yeah, all these these binge binge worthy shows. I mean, I almost Lost was almost the first. Serial. De- I mean, Dexter and, and Dexter. Ray Donovan. I was a big fan. Yeah, the t- the tide turn and then the pandemic put it over the top where yeah. you, you could enjoy all these. Not only you, you had nothing else to do, but enjoy all these shows in one after the other, after the other, after the other. Yeah, here's um, a couple of things to bounce off. Of. Um, what do you got? You got some movie news? West, yeah, West, Spielberg's West Side Story will start streaming on Disney Plus March 2nd. Just a That's couple cool. of weeks. Yeah. And uh, Variety, which is a major trade in the industry, uh, says that Mission Impossible 7 production costs now over $300 million due to all these delays. Wow. That's wow. before marketing. And it comes out July 14, 2023. That's crazy. They, pushed, they kicked it a whole year. That's problematic in itself, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you got to wonder how, what the interest level is going to be like as well for something that's been delayed for so long. I mean, Bond came out a couple good two years after the release day, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, this is more than two years, though. This I know is, it is. This is a long time. It um, is. And will we see Maverick? I mean, I guess we will this year. Uh, yeah, we will. I think there's going to be a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, I think you're right. I th- Chuck, I saw a funny story, too, that there was actually a script and a pitch and an almost got made 21 Jump Street Men in Black. Well, I heard movie. about that. Yeah, I they mean, tried to do it. It, it the deal that whatever happened didn't didn't come together. 
there's a script that exists though that people yeah, love. That's um, really high concept. That is good. I mean, and if you could, why not? Stars, I said, why not? Listen, it's not like Men in Black is overly serious. Like you can't merge them. You no. And and both Twenty One Jump Street movies are very entertaining. And yeah, I the, still the, think I still think we talked about this before on the on the show. It's just a shame that you know Twenty Four Jack Bauer and, and Die Hard's John McClane didn't come together worked. in a movie. Yeah, I mean, they, they talked about it. It would have worked. The Fox properties could have gotten together and done that. And no chances of we ever ever seeing a Die Hard movie with Bruce Willis, I say uh, zero. I think if we never do, gonna happen. if we do, he'll have a very small role in it. I don't want to see it then. Yeah, I don't care. Well, I mean, the one thing's for sure: none of these production he's companies. Become that he's unba- he's unbankable. Gonna- he's unbankable in a big budget movie. Nobody's well, gonna, nobody's yeah, gonna write that check. He's, he's ruined his own brand. It, yeah, he has. He's, he's just crazy. Uh, what else you got? Uh, this week in in movie history, Taxi Driver hit theaters back in '76. Uh, wow. They don't make movies like that anymore. Wow. I mean, and that's let- what you call a dark adult hard R movie that got great reviews, good word of mouth and built in audiences as, as time went on. And Travis Bickle, right? Are you talking you walk into it? You know, back then and I didn't see taxi driver in a movie theater. No, but I mean, people who walked into a movie theater in the seventies and watched that movie, like you almost walked into a movie theater. And I said this before for many different reasons than you do walking into a movie theater. Now it sort of was like a, an oasis to escape. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, you know, that term used to be phrased or coined all the time. Oh, I go to the movies to escape. I don't think that's the reason people go to the movies anymore. No, it's, I think they're driven by marketing. They are. They're not driven by storytelling. Right? They're not. They're, they're looking. To, they're looking for an experience that other people are trying to get. Yeah. People we in, in, in back in the day, even in the eighties, you walk into a movie theater and it's to discover something you haven't seen, or be, to be really surprised because. You didn't know a lot of you didn't know the story elements. They didn't go over the yeah. nauseum. I remember in 84 going to see the Karate Kid. Right. Yeah. I had no idea really what it was about other than, OK, it's the director of Rocky. I mean, like it was completely new. Well, what about something like Terminator? Right. The Terminator. Same oh, thing. Like, completely. hundred percent. And that's what I was talking about earlier about movies in the theaters. When is that that discovery is a good word you brought up there is we want to discover brand new stuff. I don't need to see the fifth Spider-Man movie. I want to see something that says, oh, my gosh, I, I want to discover this now for the first time and then go see it again and experience it again. Where's that discovery? We just don't we don't get it anymore, Chuck. It, Are they ever going to make Let me ask you a question, because I'm sure you're going to bring up John Williams birthday, but. um Are we ever going to walk into a movie theater and, and see something like Close Encounters of the Third Kind? I don't I think don't so. I, I hope so. I mean, it would be completely different. I mean, this, this slow burn character driven. I tell you the you know, truth. First though, half. Chuck, and I'll bring that movie. Yeah. I, and we're going to bring up Dennis Villanueva coming up. I will tell you this. I know you're yeah. not a huge fan of the movie, but that experience, the arrival arrivals close to something like that. That movie was a pretty big hit. It was a good science fiction movie with a really good storytelling done to it. And it's slow burn it's not a quick pacing movie no, it's not but it it is done very well so that kind it wasn't that long ago where a movie like that caught on people went to see it yeah it did pretty well yeah it feels like a long time ago though it, it does it does but there is hope that something like that can happen i mean i'm not talking like arrivals not close encounters but it no. came pretty darn close for me at least having that experience in a theater like wow that movie made me think it surprised me i you know that kind of stuff does exist and 
he's the kind of filmmaker that can do something like that. Dune's not it, but you know, prisoners- but even I, I know that I know I'm, I'm going, this is completely out of left field, but just, just popped in my head. Like even going into a movie theater and watching a movie like return to the living dead. Right. 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 Like how much fun that, I mean, that was awesome fun. I remember going to, I was such an awesomely fun movie, very inventive, so cool, still holds up beautifully to this day. I, I just don't, I just don't see that stuff happening anymore ever. Uh, well, it, it, we discover way the way we discover things is different now. That's the yeah, problem. Very, it, that's very. the problem. You, you didn't have You had no choice but to see the last starfighter in a theater. Right. Or mm-hmm. that kind of movie to get, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, you know, and be surprised for the first time. It, it's different now. We can discover stuff like that on a Netflix and a movie like that would get released on a Netflix. Not. And I, I think, you know, when you walked into a movie in 1984, like the last starfighter, you didn't walk in and say, oh, this is not like a this is not a hundred million dollar. You didn't judge the budget like you do now. Like well, now not, you know what the that, movie you know, like you have an expectation based on what they spent, right? I think people back then view, you didn't. I think people's viewing habits were different too. Very. Every Friday or weekend, you're going to the movies. Right. right we said on the, the show, how many Friday thirteenth movies did we see that were packed right, on the weekend? On the weekend that packed. and that's you know, you would open up the newspaper on a Friday. All right, what's new that's out? Oh, that looks interesting. I'll go see yeah. that. I'll tell you Not a quick one. Knowing much about it, and you okay. were blown out of the theaters by it. In the in the eight, I think it was eighty four also, or eighty. Uh, remember the Scott Bayo movies, Bayo movie Zapped. Yeah, Zapped. Right. Okay, that movie was packed on its opening night. I remember seeing it the Kingsway in Brooklyn. Yeah, and it the, it was packed because people and people laughed. I know it was yeah. blocky cheese, but it was fun. It was sort of fun. Because people went to the movies every weekend. They went to yes. see something. That was part of their routine. It was it like was work. A real. It was a date night, right? Yes, it was something we had to do. Um, videos changed that a little bit because people went a little bit less that they had to go every Friday or Saturday night. Yeah. Um, but it, but it was it was a thing to do. And then you just discovered four movies would come out. I'll go see that one. Somebody's in it that I like. I'll go see it. Eh, it's just not like that anymore. Certainly not like that anymore. Well, you brought up the first of my fast five for sure. And that's John Williams. Who's 90. And whenever somebody hits 90 and they start trending on Twitter, you worry a little bit, Chuck, because you know, John Williams is up there. I mean, can you narrow a John Williams theme to just one? I don't know. No, You can't. I mean, listen, you could, I mean, here just to, this is off the top of my head. He started in, I know he started big in the seventies. He he did the score to the Poseidon adventure. Town Inferno and Earthquake, yep. the disaster yep. genre, right? The disaster. And then, yep. and then, and then he does Spielberg's Jaws, Jaws, and he does the Spielberg movies. He did Superman in, in '78. He did Star Wars, which is obviously not a Spielberg movie. Those are all iconic. If you look at his score for Close Encounters, it's it's amazing. E.T. Part of the it's really part of the movie. Hook is a great score. It's part of the movie. And I, I sent you a text. The other day, and I said, and I asked you, I said, who is more more important to a Spielberg movie? Was it Spielberg or John Williams, or was it a tie? It's a yeah, tie. It's close. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, I mean, I would argue too. We're both big fans of the sequel to Jaws, Jaws Two, and I, yeah. If he's if they don't get him back to do the score for Jaws Two, I don't know if I enjoy it as much as I. I, love, I, I actually love that movie. Yeah, and 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 I think he's part of that. If if yes. it's somebody different doing it, because somebody different does Jaws Three. And you could tell that it's not a John Williams score. The move, the, mean, month, listen, the, the minute it, it opens. Here's an interesting comparison because Hans Zimmer's score for the Man of Steel is good, and for yeah. Batman, the ba- Batman Begins is good. It's good, but you look at 
his score for Superman, I it's, mean, it is yeah, just iconic. iconic. It's iconic. It, yeah. it makes you feel like a million bucks. It, it yeah. fits perfectly. Yeah. And uh, a he score. Did. I mean, if you, here's a like, if you take Burton's Batman, right? That that Danny Elfman score is brilliant, right? It is. It's good. You remove yeah. that score, it hurts the movie. I, I actually think it's better than the movie, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, with it's you. great. It is a great score. It it's, is. It, that that score. might be Danny Elfman's best score. It's a great score. Uh, so John, John Williams, Williams is. Yeah, the, I mean, the, there's no you can't pick one because they're all they're all great. The guy, it's one of the. I, I said this to somebody the other day about John Williams. Whether you believe in a higher concept, whether you believe in, in God or calm, whatever you believe in, whatever gift John Williams got, yeah, is a miracle. he was blessed. Yep, he was blessed yeah, by the hand of God. Ble- that is a ble- he was blessed by the hand of God. No doubt about it. No I doubt mean, about it's it. It's amazing. All right, let's uh, move on in our fast five here, then, Ed. <laughs> I mean, a guy who had a second career once he started an airplane, and that's Leslie Nielsen, Chuck, who would have been 96 this weekend. Um, he died back in 2010, believe it or not. My daughter wow. and I were just watching The Naked Gun again. You know, um, they, 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 I just read the other day that they're trying to regurgitate please, Seth MacFarlane and Paramount reviving The Naked Gun with Please Liam don't. Please don't. Please He's don't. not going to be Leslie Nielsen. No. It, it, I mean, Frank Drebin. I mean, that is the movie, right? Leslie Nielsen, Frank Drebin. Yeah. I mean, is I mean, you can't and that was based off the TV show, the the the, the <laughs> naked gun, right? Uh, Files of police. No, the, squad. the police squad was the name of the yeah, police, police squad. squad yeah. And I think that right. was like maybe seven or eight episodes. Yeah, I mean, the I remember Brothers. Yeah. Um, very, I mean, the, one of the funniest movies of all time is the original Naked Gun. But let's not forget. I mean, his doctor role in Airplane really is what started that. Yeah, Renaissance for his career. It, it did. But here's oh. the thing. Naked Gun, two, just two sequences in that franchise. The baseball sequence. It's unbelievable. Like, if it, 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 like I, I, I mean, I laugh so hard. Yeah, I couldn't like, stop laughing. You can't stop it, right? No. It's almost and, like you feel no, you, it's almost like you could vomit. You laugh so hard. And then in Naked Gun 3, or 33 and a half, the Oscar sequence. Yeah, the Oscar sequence. It's, so, it's just as funny. It's over it's the so top. It's so good. Yeah, it's, it's just so, so good. It, and, and it's funny because Major League, the ba- MLB Network shows the Naked Gun as a baseball movie. That's yeah, how yeah. funny the last half hour. It's that beyond movie funny. It's really good. And then, you know, uh, but Leslie Nielsen, like there's one line in the beside adventure. He's the captain, right? Yeah. When when he's when he goes above deck and, you know, he knows something's going on uh, with it, with the ocean a uh, uh, storm or or and, and he looks at the he looks at the. Uh, one of the officers and he says, oh, by the way, happy oh, new year. Oh, by the way, it's, happy new year. It's almost like an ad lib line. Yeah, but it's, how good how good is the, the scene with him and telling the guy who's like, we can't go full speed. And that's terrific. a real good scene. That's a terrific. really good scene. Yeah, uh, he's one of and the he's kind. Played, he's played villains in movies. Oh, right? he has. Well, well what in is nuts, the creep right? show? Is, but, uh, is he in nuts? He's in nuts. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he, the one that rapes uh, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, yes. He medicine. kills. She kills him. And yeah. what about his? Uh, he was really creepy and creep show as the yep. bad guy. And that yep. segment with Ted Danson and and, and the TV on he the could, beach. He could play Stern very well. Yeah, he could. He could very. And don't call me Shirley. Right. I mean, that yes. Was, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Chuck, obviously known as Rachel on the small screen. Is there a Jennifer yeah. Aniston big screen movie no. that pops to mind? Not even uh, horrible bosses. She's funny in that. No, 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 no. She's good. She wouldn't got all those. She wouldn't. She's got a lot of roles, but she's nothing probably the stands most out on. Not really. I mean, I, I mean, Jennifer Aniston sort of like. Like the second version of America's Sweetheart, right? Right. Meg Ryan. Yeah. Like she fits that mold. How about so we're like, how about we're the Millers? 
she's she's it's funny. It's a very funny, funny movie. That. Yeah. How about uh, Marley and me? Very good in that. She's very good in Marley and me. I'm trying to get you to commit she's to got one. a likability. She's yeah. got a likability. She's got she has an intangible like and, connects. Right. And she's in the Bruce Almighty movie. Right. She's fine in that. Fine. She's, yeah, she's done. She's done her. She's part done some movie. serious fare. Yeah. All right, Chuck. I think we have a um, uh, a podcast for Burt Reynolds, but Burt would have had a birthday this weekend. He would have been uh, 86 years old. You know, old. I saw that. And you know, the first thing I, I thought of, I there's something to be said about looking like a looking at a man like Burt Reynolds in his prime in Deliverance and uh, uh, Longest Yard. Yeah. And you couldn't look better on screen, right? He was a man's man. Picture of health looked great. And it's just the fact that he grew old and died. I did something about him. Like that. It's a tough pill to swallow. Is there, is there a role to me? He's the bandit. And then did you see that else. last movie he did. I was watching some of it on streaming the other day. The last movie star. Is it called? I think the last movie star. The last movie. He, he was star. old. He was old. It. No, yeah, it was. No, I yeah. didn't see it. If you had to pick one, to me, he's the bandit. What is he to you? It's the longest yard. Okay, that's a good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the longest yard. Yep, no doubt about it. Um, and I, th- last I, th- th- I think I think his claim to serious acting in in like the best adult oriented movie was Deliverance. Deliverance, yeah. Like it put him. It 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 put him in a different. It elevated him. And then Boogie Nights at a different another level later. Yeah, in his because it revived Bo- yeah. Boogie Nights was his uh, untouchables. Yeah, he's, and he's really, Connor, yeah, it was. It right? really was. Yep. Yep. He's and really it's good a damn him. shame he didn't win the Oscar. No, he probably. I hate have. when they do that. Oh, they yeah. give him every award. Oh, Oscar. Oh, you got to lose. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on. Same as Stallone with Creed. They, they did that's this. a dumb. That's that's an error. That's an omission that Hollywood should regret. Yeah, I agree. And they did. Uh, and they both won Golden Globes, too. They each. I, won, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Chuck, last but certainly not least, who, who would have thought Josh Brolin would have a better career than his dad? But he I would say he did. And he's a, an original Goonie. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Brolin is 54 years old this weekend. Is it a CGI Thanos? Is that the first thing you think of when no, you think I of Josh mean, Brolin? No, I mean, no country for old men. Yeah, my gosh. He's so good in that movie. Uh, listen, I think he's a tr- tremendous talent. I think he's, he's great as Thanos. But I, I, he, I'm glad he I'm glad he I'm glad he took the money to do that role because he's great. He was going to, you know, he was originally cast in the Chris Pratt role in, in Jurassic world. Yeah. And then yeah. whatever happened, the deal blew up and either he walked away or he, he walked away. I think the scheduling and then he brought in Chris Pratt. I'm glad you brought uh, up. That no, would have been interesting though. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought up no country for all men because I know Javier Bardem gets all the credit and he won the Oscar for all that. But the heart of that movie to me is him. Um, he, he propels that movie for the two hours you watch it. I think he's fantastic in that movie. I do too. Uh, and only the brave. He's very good in that as well. Yeah, He's really good. He carries that movie too. Yeah. When he's in a movie, Chuck, I get excited. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. I, yep. He can. He's a goonie. He's, he's probably the, the best actor out of all the goonies. He might be the one. I know you're, you love your Corey Feldman, but it might be Josh Brolin. that comes out head and shoulders of, above all the other goonies, Chuck. There's no doubt about it. Well, Chuck, let's, Take a look at the Oscar nominees as we, uh, you know, as we poo pooed it and started this show. I wanted to do something different because we haven't seen all the movies, obviously. And especially when you get down to the actors and actresses and 
what I would like to do is I'm going to go through the best actors and actresses, all four categories. Let's try to pick someone, go through their careers. Who are you rooting for out of the four? If you had to base it on likability through their careers and what they've done. That's you, a I good mean, way to do it. That's it was the best way we can possibly do it. Mm. Um, and we'll start with best supporting actress. You've got the lost daughter, which, uh, you know, I saw this movie is actually pretty good. Um, uh, Jesse Buckley's your star Anna Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench in Belfast, Kirsten Dunst, which is an interesting name. It is power, power of the dog and Ajwani Ellis for King Richard. She plays Serena Williams. Um, so she doesn't really have much of a career. Neither does the girl from West Side Story. But I know both of us are kind of pulling for her because we're both huge fans of the movies. But if you're going to go overall career, an actress like Kirsten Dunst, to me, that would be, be nice an interesting. Her. One. I, yeah. I agree. Um, I, I would say it's interesting. I, I would say if like Quentin Tarantino was going to cast a movie. Yeah, I could see him looking at like, oh, OK, Kirsten Dunst. Right. Like that's the type of. Recognizable, you know, had, long career and sort of a lulled. And I remember seeing her for the first time in an interview with a vampire as a little kid thinking, yeah. oh, my God, What about Jumanji, Jumanji, too. Yeah. And then I'm a huge fan of Bring It On. I think that's a very underrated yeah, comedy. Too. That's a good cheerleader comedy. She, yeah, I agree. It was a long time. She didn't do anything. Um, I like really her. Small Mary, I like her. Yeah, I actually I, like her a lot as Mary Jane Watson. I know she she took some heat from some people like I don't know. I, I don't thought get she it. was fantastic. In those I do. I do. Yeah. And there's a, the iconic upside down kiss. I mean, that she's part of that, people. Plus, I, mean, I also think she captured the, the sadness of, of, yeah. of that of that role. Was there any well, part of you that thought maybe some of the girls would pop up in the new Spider-Man movie? I, I, you know, initially they talked about that. I'm sure that was on. I'm sure that was in footnotes. And I'm and they probably just said, OK, too much. And they cut it. Uh, scripting, uh, not not me. If they filmed it, that would have been in. But I'm just saying, yeah, they probably had that on the written page at some point. Well, it's interesting because this is really Why not. Uh, yeah, this is this could be the first time I think it's ever. I know husband. But and if wife you, have here's been... the thing. If you would have brought back Emma Stone, then you couldn't have had that great right. sequence where right. he saves. Right. Right. That's you true. Yes. Did that. um, it's uh, it's interesting because I think they've had husband and wives be nominated before in the same year, but twice in two different categories. It's really and Jesse Plemons is nominated. He's married to Kirsten Dunst. He's they're both in the power of the dog together. You got yeah. Syrian Hines from Belfast, uh, Troy Kotzer from Coda, J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos and Cody Smith McPhee from the power of the dog. Now, Jesse Plemons has done good work and he's been around yeah. a really long time. Yeah, um, he's going to be Simmons, Scorsese's next movie. Yeah. And J.K. Simmons has his Oscar already. Yeah, he's but not going to win another one. I don't think so. Not for being the Ricardos. I think no. this might be. I think, you know, the momentum seems to be behind power of the dog right now. I would I would not be surprised if someone like Jesse Plemons wins. No, that I award. wouldn't be. I, I, I'm sure he's respected in the industry. Yeah, right? I do. Re I remember he's a him. Hollywood needs good character actors. Yep. He's never going to be a leading man. No, but, he, you know, in that uh, very light jungle cruise, he's pretty good in it. He's a villain in it in Jungle yeah. Cruise, right? Yeah. Um, he was in The Irishman. He had a big role in that film, too. Yeah, he's, and I, he was on Friday Night Lights, a TV show. Friday Night Lights. And uh, that I don't know if you remember that comedy Game Night with uh, Jason yeah. Bateman. Yeah, he's fun. good in that, too. He's, yeah, I agree. He, he's had a really good, long Listen, Like I said, career. he's definitely respected in the industry. There's no doubt. By the way, he was in Battleship, too. Let's not forget that masterpiece of movie. That making. was not a masterpiece. Uh, best actress, Chuck. And this one, to me, is a good race. Because I, ju I just watched the eyes of Tammy Faye 
Jessica Chastain is unbelievable in that film. Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter, Penelope, Penelope, Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball and being the Ricardos, and her old dark horse here. And a lot of people are loving Spencer, and that's Kirsten Dunst playing, uh, Kristen Stewart playing um, uh, Princess Diana. I mean, if you look at overall careers, Chuck, and, and who you've watched, I mean, I'm pulling for Jessica Chastain because I've liked her in a lot. Uh, uh, you know, she's great in this. She's great in that. Uh, that uh, what do you call uh, Zero Dark Thirty? Remember, that was really the first time I saw her that she really stood out. I- I'm pulling for Jessica Chastain, but it'd be interesting to see if Kristen Stewart gets some momentum here. I think she could. I listen. I, I think you know the way it works. If 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 they if one movie starts to roll, you could see a slew of Oscars. Is um. Nicole Kidman, does, is there any is there any part of you rooting for her? Has because you love Bat- the last Batman she- movie so much with the when she Batman was with forever. The, yeah, with George Clooney. Or, <laughs> well, she was in the second one, right? With, uh, with Val, Kilmer. Val Kilmer. I mean, you're yeah. pulling for her because of Chase, that movie. Chase Merritt. What was the name? Chase Merritt. Oh, I know, Chase, whatever. No, no, not really. Who are you rooting for, though, Chuck? Who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for Jessica Chastain, which is how I started this segment. She she has she she's won an Oscar before, right? Jessica Chastain has not won an Oscar. All right, listen, I like her a lot. Okay, I hear she's difficult though. That's wow. what I heard. She could be difficult with me anytime she wants to be. I Hello. Hey, okay. uh, by the way, the eyes yeah. of Tammy Faye is a very fun watch, Chuck. If you want to, I mean, if you look at T- Jimmy Tammy Faye Baker and the story That's behind PG-13, that. Thirteen, right? Yeah, and and what's his name? I tell you what, Andrew Garfield is quite an actor, Chuck, because he's in that movie where he plays Jimmy. Uh, the Baker, and he's in Tick Tick Boom. As we go to the yeah. Best Actor nominees, mm-hmm. Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog, Andrew Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith, and Denzel Washington, two African Americans nominated in Best Actor. Now, who's the dark horse? Tell me who the. I think. I think. I think. I, I think, think Garfield might be. The dark I, I think horse. Garfield's a dark horse, and I, I think Will Smith is a possible dark horse here too. I got to tell you, and I saw Tick, Tick, Boom, and I want you to watch that because I really enjoyed that Lin-Manuel Moran movie. And uh-huh. um, it, he's really good. If I mean, I'm, I'm kind of pulling for him, too, because he's done so much good work. He's I, I, I mean, thought look, he was, listen, I, I think he was incredible in that Mel Gibson war movie. He's great in that, too. Yeah, that, in that movie, that movie should have won the Oscar for Best Picture. I say nah, I, 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 said, I love that movie. Nah, no, I, I love that movie. Eh, when, 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 okay. Mel That's Gibson my type of movie. The, it's my type of movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, says, well, I, I just think that Andrew's got a real sh- good shot to win this because I think Will and Denzel Washington, I'm, I think they might have gotten their awards already for getting nominated. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is the one to watch out for here. Yeah. I think I think uh, Desi Arnaz might be a little bit too light for Javier Bardem to win that. I think Andrew Garfield's got a real good shot to win this award, Chuck, because everybody else might cancel themselves out and they might look at it like this kid's done a lot of great work. Including- he has done. I mean, he's, he's in the eyes of Tammy Faye, Spider-Man and Tick, Tick, Boom, all in one year. That's a good year. That's a good year. That's a and real good year. And he's in a movie that's made a ton of money. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm I'm pulling for him, too. I want him to win that. Yeah, I'd like to see. That'd be nice. Um, best like director. I said, I think it'd be cool if they did his Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 3 with him. It'd be cool. Best director has some interesting names in it as well. Kenneth Branagh, who we've been fans of for a long time. He does Belfast. I really want to see Belfast. I heard some good things about it. Uh, Ruzioscu Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. You've got Paul Thomas Anderson, who's really made a movie. It seems like closest to Boogie Nights as he's made in a, 
ever. And that's Licorice Pizza. I'm looking forward to seeing that. That movie Jane, had a lot of initial buzz. I'm not feeling it as much, though. Yeah. Jane Campion, um, who is the first time ever uh, a female director nominated uh, twice as The Power of the Dog and then Spielberg's West Side Story. Now, Spielberg's won it once. He won it for it's Saving Private Ryan. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen again. No, I um, don't feel it, even though. Could this be Kenneth Branagh's year? Done in years. Could this be Kenneth Branagh's year? Or are they going to give it to the woman? I mean, Kenneth Branagh's done a lot of great work. He's never won an Oscar for Best Director. Um, he's. You know, he's, don't be surprised if Belfast gets some momentum. Yes, I could feel it. Yeah, I want to see it. It looks like a real good heartwarming movie too, um, done in black and white. Uh, and and I, I don't know though. I just have a feeling the way Oscar works. And look, I saw the power of the dog. Visually, it's stunning. It's so slow, Chuck. It's hard to sit through, especially if you're sitting at home. You're like, I, I got I got to do the laundry. I, I can't sit there and watch this Western. It's so slow. Um, but it, it it's gotten a lot of a ton of nominations. Um, Dennis Villanueva, though, kind of got screwed out of this, Chuck. His Dune's up for best picture, but he did not get best director. It's always weird. It is a weird thing. You know, I got to tell you, I'm a little. um I'm surprised, I guess, maybe in a good way, because Dune is more of a mainstream yeah. movie yeah. that that the, the Academy got behind it so well. Well, and then you look at your ten best, Oscars is ten Oscars, ten Oscars is ten Oscars. But the director yes. doesn't get nominated. I mean, it, it kind of yeah, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, maybe here are your, maybe maybe not enough uh, industry people secretaries forgot to vote. I don't know. What's the <laughs> maybe that could be something like that. Uh, your best picture nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune. King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side I think, Story. I think it's it's a pretty this year. It's a it's a fairly diverse ten. I was worried when the nominees were come out. I'm like, I'm probably not seeing a lot of the movies that are going to get nominated, but whatever. And then all the nominees came out. I'm like, wow, I saw almost all of these, with the exception of Licorice Pizza and Belfast. I've seen them all. Um, I'm rooting for West Side Story. I do think it's one of the best pictures of the year. I don't think it's got a chance in hell of winning, though, Chuck. No, I don't either. Um, if I, early odds are Belfast, right? Is that is that the early? Is it, who's the leader? Who's the leader the out of the gate? No, no. Power the dog. Power the dog. Down, hands down. The buzz. The, the, don't get it. You know, in all the, all the trades say it's 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 their Oscar to lose. Wow. And it's very you can watch it. It's on Netflix now. But it, you know, it, but here's a funny thing when they it's not like sports. You, you can't fumble the ball on the one yard line going in. Right. I no, mean, the movie was made. It is what it is. Like, I don't I'm, you know, it's sort of weird when they use those phrases. But it's, that's it what is they use. funny. Yeah. Right. It, Come on. All these. Yeah. All these 10 are finished products. There's nothing else. Oh, they're oh, gonna no. do. It's your Oscar to lose. So make sure you go to the right parties. <laughs> like, well, no. do you think now the industry looking back now? kind of uh, cringes at what they did for the Weinstein brothers and, yes. and Shakespeare in love and, oh, and what they, down. I mean, after Horrible. in retrospect, Horrible. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a terrible, terrible uh, when, thing. When, when, when Weinstein entered the scene, the, the industry really became unpure. That's a good point, right? Chuck. It really, really, it, it really, it's been, and, and this part of the industry really became, and, and I still look back even you know, within the last five, 10 years, you know, Moon, moonlight. Or what was it? Yeah, you got it. Moonlight, right? Yeah, moonlight. Moonlight wins the Oscar for best picture. Well, let, come on, Mike. Let, When's the, who's watching that movie? Even the artist wins the Oscar for best yeah. picture. 
ain't nobody watching that movie. Well, and even I mean, like you and I, we both loved Green Book, but nobody's watching Green Book. No, but no, I did no, like that movie. We I did know, like I, it, but I, nobody's I watching it. it. Nobody's watching it. And, and but it does have mainstream sensibility where if you're changing the channels, you're going to enjoy that movie. Well, and like and I think I said it at the time when we talked about it, if he would he needed another five minutes of movie, he could have made that a Christmas classic. Yeah. Much like, uh, 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 you know, uh, you know, much like the, the what do you call the Frank in the very Frank Capra way. He's the one of all life. But he just came up a little short of that magic at uh-huh. the end. It would have been something else that you could watch every Christmas. Um, well, Chuck, there's your Oscar nominees. We'll see what happens when the big broadcast occurs. I- I'm going to end on this question. By the way, March 27th, eight o'clock on ABC. I have no idea what the telecast is going to be like. And did they even announce hosts? No. Why? I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know. Don't they have to rehearse? I, who knows? Well, you still got to announce months, months in advance. Yeah. Let me yeah. ask you, I'm going to end on this question. When your daughter's 18, mm-hmm. Six is she going to go to is she going to go to movie theaters with sold out crowds? Yes or no? Yes. OK, it won't I have be, my doubts. It I won't, have my doubts. It, it'll be once once a season. It'll be in the summer, Christmas, you know, and maybe if you're lucky, maybe Memorial Day weekend, too. Now, That's, will it may AM? So what is it? AMC, Regal and Cinemark. Yes. Are those three chains going to be solid in five years? Will they I all hope, exist? I hope so, at least for AMC's sake. <laughs> I, I, I think there could be one of them that will have trouble navigating. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, my friend. We'll do this all over again next week. Thank uh, Mike. Always a pleasure. To the audience, thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media.